Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Kron. Meseches Sukkah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Noach Stengel, Le'iloi Nishmas Feivel Yosef ben Chaim Leib, and Yehuda Zev ben Feivel Yosef. Today's shear is on Sukkah Daf Lamed Hay. Daf Lamed Hay discusses the dinam of Esrig, and it starts with a brisa that brings the drushes that teach us that pre-Eitz Hadar in the Torah is referring to the Esrig as we know it today. The first drasha of the Brisa is that since it says in the Pasuk pre-Eitz Hadar, it mentions the pre and the Eitz together, we darshan that it comes from a tree, Shetam Eitzai Uperiyai Shava, that the wood and the fruit taste similar. And the Sefer Kampoist Tamarami explains that the reason why this describes the Esrig over a lemon or some other fruits is because the Iker fruit of a lemon is the fruity pulp that's inside the lemon. The white klipa, the inner rind of the lemon is very thin, and that's not the ichor of the fruit. <clears throat> and therefore, even though we know the inner white rind of a lemon is bitter and tastes similar to the wood of the tree, that's not called tam eitzoi upiryoi shava, because piryoi, its fruit, is really the tangy pulp that's inside, that's the fruit of the lemon, and that doesn't taste similar to the tree. That has a sour taste to it, but it's not bitter like the wood of the tree. Masha'enkin by an esrig, the majority of the volume of the esrig is that inner white rind. It's not the fruity pulp inside of it. Therefore, the shame pre of the esrig is going on that klipa, on that inner white rind. And if that's the case, since that part is bitter, similar to the wood of the tree, that's what tam eitzayu periyashava means. So even though the lemon and the esrig don't taste so different from each other, the lemon doesn't fit the criteria of tam eitzayu periyashava because the period of the lemon is the inner pulp, whereas the uh, ichor fruit of the esrig is the the majority of the volume of the esrig, which is that klipa, that white klipa inside the outer klipa of the esrig. Therefore, it's called tam eitzah yuperiyah shava, since that white rind is bitter, just like the wood of the tree of an esrig. And the Chuvas chsam seifer, in Arachayim Simen Reish Zayin, he brings down this pshat of the Kampuis Tamarim and praises it very much, says, This is the pshat of the Kampuis Tamarim in the drasha of tam eitzah yuperiyah shava. The Gemara discusses that there is another fruit that's tam eitzah yuperiyah shava, and that is pilpalin. Peppers that are ground up and used for spices also have tam eitzah yuperiyah shava. And the Gemara brings a brisa that says that therefore it's chayiv in Arlo, we dashin it from the pasuk of eitz machal, that the eitz and the pre taste the same, and therefore it teaches you that pilpalin are chayiv ba'arlo. The Gemara says though, nevertheless, it's pashat that pre eitz hadar is not referring to the pilpalin, because the mitzvah can't be to take more than one kernel, because it says pre eitz which is singular, and not and to take one pepper kernel, that can't be the mitzvah, because it's lay minkra and lekichasa, it would not be noticeable to take something so small, so that can't be the pre-Eitz that even though it's true that pre-Eitz Hadar of the Pasuk of Esri cannot be referring to Pilpalin, but maybe that drasha of Eitz Machal that teaches us that Pilpalin are Chayiv in Arla, maybe that's not referring to Pilpalin, maybe that's referring to Esrig, since an Esrig is also Tam Eitzah Yuperi Yashava, maybe that Pasuk is teaching you that an Esrig is Chayiv in Arla. And Taisvis 
adds that in Beit Zadaf Yud Gimel Amid Aleph, we are taught that Tilson, which is fenugreek, is also Tam Eitzai Uper Yoshava. The stalk and the seeds taste similar, and therefore it's called Tam Eitzai Uper Yoshava. So maybe the drush of Eitz Machel teaching you that something like that is Chayiv and Arla is not referring to Pilpulin. Maybe it's talking about an Eserg or Tilson. And Taisvis answers that it can't be teaching us that an Eserg is Chayiv and Arla, because that's not a Chiddush. An Eserg is a regular fruit from a tree, that's not a chiddush that it's chayiv and arla. Only by pilpulin which grow on a tree that's very low down, that's a chiddush that it's chayiv and arla. And Toysvi says as well that tilson, it can't be referring to tilson, teaching us that fenugreek is chayiv and arla, because Toysvi brings makairis from different places in Shas, that tilson is a min yarok, it's a type of vegetable, it's not in the species called fruit, and therefore it can't be that that's chayiv and arla. Toysvis leaves one cheshben unanswered, and that is, how do we know that in our drasha of Priyat Hadar, which teaches us Esrig, how do we know that it's not teaching us Tilson, that the Chiyav of Arba Minim, of the Priyat Hadar of Arba Minim is Tilson? The Gemara only discussed how we know that it's not Pilpulin, because it's like Minkara Lekichasai, and it can't be more than one kernel. And by the Chiyav of Arla, Taisis told us how we know that it can't be Esrig, and it can't be Tilson, it has to be Pilpulin. But how we know that the Priyat Hadar is referring to Esrig and not Tilson, that it doesn't say in the Gemara. Or in Taisvis Peferish. So the Maharam explains that just like the Gemara says that a small kernel of pilpulin is loy minkara therefore it can't be included in the Pasuk of pre Adar. That, that would be the same answer for Tilson. If you would want to know, maybe when the Torah says Priyat Sadr, it means that for Arba Minim, you're supposed to take with the Lulav and the Hadassim and the Aravas, you're supposed to take a fenugreek, a Tilson. The answer is that it's so small, it's like Minkara Lekichasai. This is what the Maram says, you have to say, according to the Taisvis. Lechaira Ilmale Divrei HaMaram, we could say a much simpler answer, that the reason that our Pasuk Priyat Sadr can't be talking about Tilson is because it says Priyat Sadr, which is a fruit. And Toysvis just got through saying that a Tilson is not a pre, it's a Yarok. Toysvis said that to explain the Cheshvin how we know that it's not Chayiv and Arla. It's not Chayiv and Arla because it's a Yarok and only fruits are Chayiv and Arla. Toysvis doesn't go through the Cheshvin though to explain how we know that the Tilson is not the pre Adar because that's obvious. It says in the Lashon Apostolic, pre Adar. And a Tilson is not a pre, it's a Yarok. So Lachari, the Svar of the Maram, although it's good that the Teretz of the Gemara, that it's like Minkara Lekichasa, could apply by Tilson as well, Lachari would not be necessary to say that because the Gemara would never even have a Havamina that pre Adar is Tilson. And that's why the Gemara never mentions that. It's not even a tzad, because since it says pre, it can't be going on Tilson, which is a Yarok. Al-Kopanim, the Brisa brings other drushas as well, including the famous drasha of pre Hada, which is Hadar Ilana Mishana Lashana, that an Esrg is unique, that it could stay fresh on the tree from year to year. And the Gemara shows us that the pre Hadar is referring to the Esrg as we know it. The Ritva over here and the Me'iri and some other Rishayinim point out something very important, that when the Gemara has a Shaklavataria to discuss how we know that the pre Hadar in the Torah is referring to Esrg, one should not be mistaken and think that we didn't know in the times of Chazal what 
in Esrigiz, what we're supposed to take for the Priyat other, and we are now trying to learn from the Psukim to teach us what to take. That can't be, because what did they take before the Gemara? What did they take from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu and the Yeshua and all of Klal Yisrael? Says the Ritva, it's Pashit. Havadai Kimlon Dahadar Hainu Esrig. Veloi Hayu Mesupakin Bidavar Sha'asu Mimais Moshe. There was never a suffix in what is an Esrig. It was passed on from the Rabbeinu Shalom to Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Yeshua, Yeshua Lizakainim, all the way down to the general generations of Klai Yisrael. The discussion of our Gemara is just, can we prove it from the Pasuk? Is there a hint in the Pasuk that says pre-Eitz Hadar, that it's referring to Esrig? And the different Tanoim suggest that if it says pre-Eitz Hadar, it's Tam Eitzah Yupiri Yishavah, or it's Hadar B'Ilana Mishana Lashana, or other Joshas. And when the Gemara asks Akasha the aim of Pilpulin, maybe it's Pilpulin, the Gemara didn't really mean to say that maybe Taka our mitzvah is Pilpulin. The Gemara means to say you don't have a Hechacha Gemura from the Pasuk, because out the Pasuk I could have said that it's talking about Pilpulin. But even so, of course, we have a Kabbalah, Mipi Ashmuah, says the Ritva, that it's an Esrig. But maybe you wouldn't see a Hechacha from the Pasuk, and the Gemara shows no, how it can't mean Pilpulin, and therefore the Hechacha from the Pasuk is foolproof. By Al Kopanim, the Ritva, and the Meiri, and some other Ishainim, as we mentioned, point out that this is what the Shaklavatari is discussing. Is there a good remez in the Pasuk that creates others our Asuk? The Ramban Alatoira says this as well in Parashas Emor. In Perach of Gimel Pasuk Mem, on the Rashi that brings two drushes from our Gemara, Tam Eitza Yupir Yeshava and Hadar Ilon Mishana Lashana, the Ramban in his short Nusach says, Vehein Asmachtois Shaosu Rabbi Seinu Lakabalasam. These are Asmachtois, ways that the Chazal found a mucker in the Pasuk, Lakabalasam, to their Messiah that they had, that a pre Hadar is an Aswig. And the Rambam has a big Arichus about this in his Haktoma Tapirish Amishnais, where he says there he is said, that all the Pirushe HaToyra, the understanding of all the Kiyam HaMitzvahs, was given to Moshe Rabbeinu on Harsinai, even if it's not written Befeirish and Torah Shebechsav. And his primary example is the Esrik, that it says in the Torah to take Priyat Sadr. And of course it was given over to Moshe Rabbeinu and Moshe Yeshua and on in the future generations. <coughs> to teach us exactly what a pre-Eitz Hadar, what Hashem had in mind when He said that we should take pre-Eitz Hadar. And this that the Gemara in Sukkot Aflamid Hay says, different drashas and shaklavataria, the Rambam says that that's only to decide if there is a clear-cut uh, remez in the Pasuk, but Avada, the identity of an Esrig was never in doubt. We knew it for many, many years. It's important to point out something that's Nagea Lahalacha, and that is that even though the identity of an Esrig was never in doubt, however, in the times of the Ramah, there are two tshuvas where the Ramad discusses a shayla that wasn't discussed in the Gemara and the Rishainim and the Paiskin before the Ramah. The Ramah in the tshuva Kuf Yud Zayin and again in tshuva Kuf Chavav discusses the famous shayla of an Esrig Hamurkov, an Esrig that is grafted because throughout the generations in the, from the times of the Ramah and on, there were many people who grew Esrigim and sold Esrigim that started tampering with Esrig trees and they started grafting a, a branch from a lemon tree onto an esrig tree or a branch from a lemon tree an esrig tree onto a lemon tree in order to get more esrigim that people would assume would be esrigim and would pay good money for it and really it was an esrig hamurkav it was a grafted esrig and the shayla came la halacha what would be the halacha of an esrig hamurkav it is partially an esrig but it's not fully an esrig is it possible to be yaitza the mitzvah with an esrig hamurkav and the panami iris in chaylik beis simen kuf ayin gimel and the true is panami iris he writes that a person could be mekel and take an esrig hamorkov. However, all the poiskim, including the Ramah that we just mentioned, and the Magen Avram, 
in Simon Tafresh Memchaz, Sivkatan Chav Gimel, and the Bikura Yaakov over there in Sivkatan Nun Gimel, many of the Poiskim, most of the Poiskim say that we cannot pass like the Panami Erois, even Bishas Adrak, and an Esrik Hamurkov is Loi Mikri Esrik Klal, and that's what the Mishnah Brura assumes in Sivkatan Samachay as a Dava Pashat, that the Esrik Hamurkov does not have the status of an Esrik, it doesn't have the status of a, a Suffolk Esrik or a Chatsi Esrik, it doesn't make a difference, it's not considered an Esrik Bechlal, and therefore even Bishas one cannot be yoytze his mitzvah with an esrig hamurkov. What's the reason? Why not? L'chayra, part of this esrig comes from the, an esrig tree. Why is it not considered an esrig bechlal? So the levush in Simen Tafreich Memtes suggests a svara mishum shenevda by avera. Since an avera was done with this esrig, the grafting it was not allowed, therefore it's possible. However, the Magen Avram that we mentioned before and the Taz in Simen Tafreich Memtes, Sifkat and Gimel, argue on the levush and say that his reason is unnecessary. If it's not a pure lineage of an Esrig, then it's not considered an Esrig. It has to be a pre-Aitz Hadar without anything else mixed into it. And therefore, if it's not fully a pre-Aitz Hadar, you don't need any reasons that it's Nevda by Avera. It's Loi Mikri Esrig Klal. And therefore, one cannot use an Esrig HaMorkov. When one takes an Esrig, how do we know if it is an Esrig HaMorkov? So the Mishnah Brew over there brings from the Tshuva Saramah that there are three Simonim. The Tshuva Saramah brings there in the name of the Mari Padava that there are three Simonim of Hakim that we can tell whether something is an Esrig, a pure Esrig that you could be yoytze the mitzvah with or it's a chash of an Esrig HaMurkov and he says that an Esrig is very bumpy as opposed to a, something that's grafted from a lemon tree, um, then it's much smoother. Also the Esrig the Ukits, the bottom stem of the Esrig is somewhat sunk into the Esrig whereas by a Esrig HaMurkov by something that comes from partial lemon tree that um, the Ukits is boilated, protrudes, it sticks out of the Esrig and in addition to that when you open up the Esrig you'll see that the the inner white rind is very thick on the esrig, like we mentioned before from the Kapois Tamarim. Masha'inkin by a lemon, it's a very thin klipa, and that, that itself is a simon that something is an esrig and not a murkov. Of course, the Paiskim ask, what's the nafkamina of the third simon? The first two simonim, you could tell beforehand if it's an esrig or if it's a murkov. The esrig is bumpy, the esrig has the ukuts that's shakua, that's sunk into the esrig. But to see the inner um, rind, that you have to cut open the esrig. Once you cut open the esrig, even even a little part of the Esrig, the Esrig is going to become chaser and it'll be puzzle anyway. So in the Sefer, Oilas Tamir in Simintaf Reish Memchas, he says that firstly there's an Afgamina Bishar Hayamim. On the other days of Yantif, after the first day of Yantif, chaser is not puzzle. So at least we could check the Esrig then, and even if you're Machaser it a little bit, at least you'll be able to ascertain if it's a good Esrig. However, the Mashmasa, the Paiskim is that we're not just checking it for Shar Hayamim, we're checking it even for the first day. So what's the Afgamina of this Simin? So in the Maimer Mordechai over there in Simon he says that once you check an esrig and you see that it's the inner rind is thick and it's an esrig and not a murkov, it's already too late for this esrig. However, we could then be machshir other esrigim that look the same and grow on this same tree. We can assume then that this tree is, uh, wasn't tampered with and it grows from a pure pre other. And therefore, even though this esrig that you checked out now became chaser, but this simon is negea in order to ascertain that the other esrigim on this tree that look 
look similar to this as we does not have a chash of Morkub. However, it's important to point out that Halacha Lamaisa the Mishnah brings from the Chuvas Chsam Seifer or Rechaim Simon Reish Zion that since these Simonim are not written Befeirish in the Torah or in the Gemara, therefore we can't rely on these Simonim Halacha Lamaisa, and it's similar to the Gemara and Chulin Daf Samach Gimel Amid Beis that says Lagabe Oif Tahar that the Halacha is that it's Ena Necholin Ela Bemesiris. We need a Kabbalah. We need a tradition to tell us that this Makam that this Pardes grows as Sreigim that are not Murkavim, and that's the only way you could rely on an Esrig. That it's not an Esrig Hamurkav. And the Chasam Soifer Kiyadua suggested that people get Esrigim from the Yanava Esrigim because that was Becheskas Bilti Murkavim, and there are many other Hechsherim um, that uh, testify again not on the Kashrus of this specific Esrig, but to show that the lineage of the Esrig is pure and does not have a a chash of a murkov, and that we have to work on, we have to work with today, and not just rely on the simanim, not the simanim chitzainim, or even the simanim pnimim, whatever you could test on an esrig, it's not going to help. The main thing is that it has a cheskas uh, bilti murkavim, a good ksav hechsher. And the Mishnah Brewer says that we have to paskin like this psalm cipher, and therefore one needs an authentic ksav hechsher to show that it's not murkav. In addition to that, the Mishnah Brewer points out that you need to buy a sraigim from a ish nemon to be sure that he's not taking the ksav hechsher from one box and putting it onto another box. And therefore, when people yereshamayim go buying lulavim, they don't have to worry about an issue of murkav. There's no chash of murkav by lulavim and by hadasim as well. And Aravis, the Mishnah Brewer says that there's stama einan murkavin menastam. We rely that they're not murkav. However, by an esrig, we can't say that it's pechezkas built in murkavim unless we buy it from an ish nemon and it has a ksav hechsher, uh, a hechsher on the esrig to make sure that it's built in murkavin. And then we know that we're not taking an esrig hamurkav. So again, even though it's mefurish in the Rishainim that the identity of an esrig was never in question, and this whole sugi that we're learning here is not telling us what an Esrug is, it's just telling us whether it's hinted to in the Psukim, but since the time of the Chuvis Ramah, it did become unclear and vague exactly what is an Esrug, and the only way we can rely on that Allah Lamaisa is by buying an Esrug that has a Heksha that it's Becheskas Bilti Murkavim. The Gemara then brings the Din of the Mishnah, that an Esrug Shal Arla is Pasal. And the Gemara brings two Shitas why an esrig of Arla cannot be used for its mitzvah. The shita of Rabbi Bar Avin and the shita of Rabbi Asi. One shita is because one is not allowed to eat such an esrig since it is an Arla fruit. And the din is that only an esrig that uh, there is a heter achila, one could have eaten it had he not been taking it for his mitzvah then he is allowed to use it for his mitzvah. And the second shita is, Lafisha ain ba din mamoin, because a person does not have any monetary value and usage from it. If it's asr bahana, like Arla is, so therefore it's ain ba din mamoin, and therefore you can't use such an esrig for the mitzvah. And the Gemara's maskana is that everybody agrees that an esrig has to have a heter achila. Because the Mishnah says that an esrig of truma temeya is also possible, and truma temeya is not Asr One can use it as fuel under his cooked food and therefore it does have a Din Mamoin. The only problem that we could say by an Esrig of Truma Tmeya is Slafisha Ein Ba Heter Achila. So all Amairoim must admit 
that l'fisha'in bo'heter achila is a reason that it's possible for its mitzvah. The whole machlokes amiraim is in a place where there is a heter achila. Is there also a criteria that it has to be l'fisha'in um, ba'din mamayin? Is there? Does it also have to be a din mamayin in order for a person to be yoy to the mitzvah? And then the truth is, by Arla, we don't need the reason anymore l'fisha'in ba'din mamayin because we could say that the problem is l'fisha'in ba'heter achila. But the Gemara says that the nafkamina is with Maisa Shani in Yerushalayim according to Shitas Rameir. There one does have a heter achila to eat his Maisa Shani in Yerushalayim but Rameir holds that there is no din mamayin there because Maisa Shani mamayin gavoya. Mamela according to the Shita that the only requirement is to have a heter achila one would be able to be to use an esrig of Maisa Shani in Yerushalayim even according to Shitas Rameir. Whereas according to the Shita, that you need a requirement also of a Din Mamoin, therefore according to Reb Meir, one would not be able to use an Esrik of Maiseshein in Yerushalayim, because since it's Mamoin Gavoya, he does not have a Din Mamoin. What is the Svara of the Gemara, L'fisha'ein ba heter achila? So what if a person is not allowed to eat this Esrik? He's not planning on eating it anyway, he's planning on using it for his mitzvah. Why is there a requirement that this Esrik should be an Esrik of Heter Achila? So Rashi says that since the Torah says, lochem, we need Haroi Lochem Bechol Darkei It has to be Roi, fit for a person, Bechol Darkei any way that he would choose to have Anah from it, even if he would choose to eat it, and therefore only an Esrik that has a Heter Achila like a regular Esrig, then he would be able to use it for his mitzvah. But an Esrig of Arla or an Esrig of Trumatmeya that he's not allowed to eat, that is not that does not satisfy the requirement of Lochem. The Baal Hamar on Daf Yudzayin Amir Aleph in the Daf Yarif, and the Piskei Riyaz as well here in our Perak and Halacha Hey Ois Aleph, both go with this explanation that if it doesn't have a Heter Achila, then it is lacking in the requirement of Lochem. And they both explain, the Baal Hamar and the Piskei Riyaz, that Lefizeh, the Isser is only, the Psul is only beyond Tevrishayin. Since we know that the Din of Lochem is only beyond Tevrishayin, one is allowed to borrow so the psal of lefisha'in boy hater achila, which is a subcategory of the chisaron of lachem, that even though the person owns it, but it's not lachem, therefore it's not sufficiently lachem, that can't be worse of a psal than something that's not his bechlal, and therefore it's only possible beyond tevrishain and not beyond tevsheni vahala. The Ritva over here in our sugya brings this pshat in the name of the Ravid, that it's a chisar of Lachem, and his matmiya on the Ravid, that in Cain it should only be possible beyond Tivrishain. And the Mishnah is mashma that it's possible b'chol shiva, because the Mishnah compares it, puts it next to the psal of an Esrug of an Asherah, an Iranidachas, and therefore, if it's a. By surely it's pasul kol shiva. So the mashmas of the Mishnah is that it's pasul kol shiva. However, it seems that the Ravid holds similar to Rashi and the Balamar and the Riyaz that Einachanami. It's not similar to Ashera and Yeranidachas in this aspect. It's similar that it's a psul in the Esrig, but it's only a psul because it lacks lochem, and therefore it's only possible beyond Tevrishain and not bechol shiva. The Rambam in Hilchas Lulav, Perech Ches Halachates, Paskins, that an Esrig of Arla is Pasul Kol Shiva. And here the question arises, and Rabbeinu Manoyach and the Rambam asks this question, what could be the Pshat and the Rambam, why it's Pasul Kol Shiva? If the whole Chisarin, as the Gemara says, is Lafisha'in Bay Heter Achila, or Lafisha'in Bay Din Mamoin, so that's a Chisarin in Lochem. That's not considered fully Lochem. 
So that that psal should only be beyond the Rishayim, as we mentioned from these Rishayim. So why could, why does the Rambam hold that it's pasul kol shiva? However, the answer to Rabbeinu Manoach's kasha on the Rambam is pointed out by the Chsam Seifer here in his Chidushim in our sugya, and also in the Tshuva's Chemdas Shloimai in Arachayim Simen Lamid Beis, and by other Achreinim as well, is that the Rambam Be'emes goes L'shitasai. Because if one looks at the Pirish HaMishnayis Laha Rambam on our Mishnah, he says the Pshat of Lafisha Ein Boy Heter Achila, that the Esrig of Arla does not have a Heter Achila, and he explains differently, not that therefore it lacks in the requirement of Lochem. But an Esrig that does not have a Heter Achila cannot be considered a pre eitz other. Because only something that you can eat can be called a fruit, can be called a pre. If it's a fruit of Arla, then halachically it's not considered a fruit to the person who has on him the Isra of Arla. Memela, when a Yid comes to take these Arba Minim, and among the Arba Minim is an Esrig of Arla, that can't be the pre eitz other of the Torah. Since the Torah calls it a pre eitz other, it's got to be a pre she if that's the Pshat and the Chisarin, we understand the Rambam Lishitasai holds that it's possible called Shiva because the requirement of pre eight other surely is called Shiva. So now we have a Machlaikis Rishonim, Rashi, the Raivid, the Balamar, the Riyaz, they all learn that the Chisarin Lafisha Imba Heter Achila is a Chisarin in Lachem. Based on that, they say that the Psul is only beyond the Rishonim. But the Rambam understands in Pirisha Mishnayis that the Psul is because it's not considered a pre eight other, since it doesn't have a hetra achila, and therefore the Rambam Lishitasa in Hilchas Lulav says that the psul is called Shiva because although the requirement of Lochem is only on Yantav the requirement of the Min called pre Adar is definitely called Shiva. The stipler in the Kehilas Yaakov in Psachim, Simen Lamed Dalid, Ois Beis, brings a fascinating kasha in the name of the Sefer Beis Yitzchak. The Beis Yitzchak asks that there's a Gemara later on on the Afmem Aleph and a Gemara in Kedushin as well, on the Avavah Medbeis, that says that a person could be Yoytze, the mitzvah of Esrig, of Arba Minim, with a Matana, Almanas Lahachsir. On the first day of Yantif, the Esrig has to be yours. If someone does not own an Esrig, he could get a Matana from his friend, even if the friend is only willing to give it to him, a Matana, Almanas, that he returns it. And since Matana, Almanas Lahachsir, Shema Matana, while he has it, if he does um, fill the Tanai, fulfill the Tanai of giving it back afterwards, then while he he had it, it is considered Lachem, it is considered his, therefore it could be Yoytze the Esrig, that's a Matana Amanas Lachsir. Frek the base Yitzchak, Lachayra by every Matana Amanas Lachsir, there should be a Psul in the Esrig, Lafisha Ein Ba Heter Achila. Because the person does not have a right to eat it. The Makabal Matana, if he eats it, he will not be able to return the Esrig. And if he doesn't fulfill the Tanai of returning the Esrig, it turns out that retroactively he was over Gezel. And it's not his. It's only his if he fulfills the Tanai of giving it back. So this person is able to use the Esrig, to shake the Esrig, but he's not able to eat it. So shouldn't that have the Psal of our Sugya, of Esrig Shel Arla, and Truma Tmeya, that it's Lafisha Ein Ba Heter Achila? So he points out the base Yitzchak that according to the Rambam this is not Shver because according to the Rambam the requirement of Heter Achila is only in order to give it a shame pre. So even though this person is not able to eat it because he has to fulfill his tonight to return it but the fact is that this Chafza is Roy Achila to the original owner. Once he gives it back the owner can eat it. So that's cool that the Chafza is called the pre-8 Sadr. However according to Rashi it's not a requirement in the Chafza that it has to be 
a pre-Yitzadar. That's a din in the Gavra, that in order for him to have, be considered uh, Lochem, that this is considered Ulekachtam Lochem, he has to have such a bailus on it that he's able to eat it. Well, this Makabu Maton Amanas Lahachzir is not able to eat it because his bailus is limited, that it's a Tanai, that he has to return it. If he doesn't return it, then it's Nimtzalim Afreya, that it's Gazel. If that's the case, even if Maton Amanas Lahachzir Shma Matona, there should be a problem with this esrig because it's a chesar on lefisha einba heter achila. This is the beautiful kasha of the base Yitzchak, and the stipler over there in Psachim suggests a lamdashetaretz to this. That the truth is that even though this person is not allowed to eat the esrig, it could be it's not a chesaron of our sugi lefisha einba heter achila. The only time we say that an esrig is not fully yours lefisha einba heter achila is if the esrig is machalos asurois. The esrig is not allowed to be eaten. For example, like it says in our Gemara, an esrig of arla or an esrig of trumatimea, there's a din that you're not allowed to eat it. By a matan amanas lahachzir, there is no din that a person is not allowed to eat it. Whatever you want, this matana was given to you, you could do with it. Just you have a tanai whenever the time is that you're supposed to give it back, so then you have to give it back. If you eat it, you're not going to be able to give it back. So the problem is that this is going to not be given back, you're not going to fulfill your tanai, and nimtza lamafreya that it's gazel. If that's the case, says the stipler, it's ar yehudur There's a lion resting on it, and therefore you're held back from eating it. And this lion is the, the chiyav to be mekayim your tanai. But there is no din be'etzem that this food is an osr dika food, is a food that doesn't have a heter achila. And therefore says the stipler that it's similar to a person who for whatever reason is not able to put the esrig into his mouth, he's not able to eat it. That doesn't make it that the esrig is not considered a heter achila. The, the esrig is an edible esrig, just he has a, a problem. And the problem is not physically, the problem is halachically, because he has to be mekayim is tonight. But al-kopanim, it's not a chefta di surah, it's not macholis asuros, and therefore the psal of our sugya of lafisha, ein bahetar achila, would not apply even according to shitas rashi. The other svar of the Gemara is lafisha ein ba din mamoin, because there is not a din mamoin. Rashi explains, she'ein oishava pruta. Because an esrug of Arla, since it's Asr Bahana, is not Shava Pruta to the owner. The Isure Hanohu, because it's Asr to have any benefit from it. Hilkoch Lavsha Lochemhu. This also is a Chisaran of Lochem. And Rashi explains, since the person does not have a monetary value in this, of a Shava Pruta. The Diktuk Lashon of Rashi is Mashma, that Rashi is going l'shitasai on daf chavzayin amid beis. Rashi earlier on daf chavzayin amid beis, as we mentioned in the shir back then, holds that in order for someone to have something considered lochem, he has to own a shava pruta's worth. If you remember, Rashi said that a sukkah, that's all Klal Yisrael are partners in the sukkah, it can't be that there's a requirement that the sukkah has to be lochem, because it's impossible that each person will have a significant part in that shutfus, a, sign- a shava pruta's worth of that sukkah, and therefore that cannot be considered lachem. And the Minchas Chinuch and Mitzvah Shin Chav Hei, Ois Aleph, pointed out that we see from that Rashi on Chav Zayin that when there is a requirement that it should be Lochem, Rashi holds that it's not enough that you have to be the owner of it, but you have to have a Shava Pruta's worth. Anything less than a Shava Pruta cannot be considered Lochem. If that's the case, this Rashi means as well when someone has something, he owns it, but it's Asr Bahana Asai, like Arlo, he's not allowed to have from. So therefore, 
It's not worth a pruta to him, and therefore it lacks in the requirement of Lochem. However, this is not such a simple pshat in our Rashi. And that is because um, the Menchas already asks on the Rashi, on the Avchav Zayin, Because an Arava is not worth a pruta, and even so there's a din by all Arba Minim on the first day of Sukkot that it has to be Lochem, and if it's only considered Lochem, if the, the item is worth a pruta, an Arava is not worth a pruta. So how could there ever be a Kiyam of Ulekachtem Lochem? And the Taisis read on Daf Mem Aleph Amit Be'ez says that in order to be considered that the thing is Lachem, one does not need it to be worth a Shava Pruta, Vaharaya Arava. Arava is considered yours even if it's not a Shava Pruta. And if Rashi argues on that Taisa's Rid, and Rashi holds that in order to be considered yours, it does have to be a Shava Pruta, how does Rashi understand that a person is Mekayim, the mitzvah of Arba Minim, with an Arava that's less than a Shava Pruta? And we mentioned back then that the Amek Bracha and Hilcha Sukkah, Aleph, answers this question and says that Rashi holds this Yesaid only by a Shutfus. Only when the person is not the exclusive owner of this object, then we say that if he's only a partner, he only is con- it's only considered lachem due to his partnership if he has a significant chalik in the partnership, if he has a shava pruta's worth. And that's what Rashi and Avchav Zayin is discussing. If all of Klai Yisrael is partners in a sukkah, it can only be considered lachem to each one if each one has a shava pruta's worth. But when one is the exclusive owner of an arava or of something that it has to be considered lachem, that's called lachem even if he does not have a shava pruta's worth. And that's how Rashi can understand that Arba Minim is called lachem even though the arava is not worth a Shavah Pruta. Well, if that's the case, then it comes Shver, our Rashi. Our Rashi is talking about an Esrik Shal Arla. This person is the only owner of the Esrik. It's not a question of a partnership, a Shutfus. And therefore, this um, should be similar to Arava, that we say that there is no problem, even if it's not worth a Shavah Pruta, it should still be, uh, require, it should still fulfill the requirement of Lochem. So why over here does Rashi say, since it's not a Shavah Pruta, it's not Lochem? And based on this, I would like to suggest that Rashi over here does not mean that it's not his because of the Rashi and Avchav Zayin, that a Pachas Mishavah Pruta is not called Lochem. What Rashi means to say is that when a person owns something, if it's Asr Bahana and he has no value in it, that itself takes it out of his bailus and makes it that it's not halachically considered lachem. This pshat is the pshat that the ritva here in our sugya, really earlier on Lamed Dalad Amid Beis, on the Mishnah, brings in the name of the Ravid, that the reason why Esug Shal Arla, if it doesn't have a din mamoin, it's not considered lachem, is because when something does not have a din mamoin, because it's Asr Bahana, it's not yours, even if you are the exclusive owner of it. But halachically it's not considered yours, and the ritva brings in the name of the Ravid, that if a gaz comes and steals it from you, he doesn't have to repay you. Because something that's Isure Hana is not considered halachically lachem. In which case, Rashi would not be stressing the point that it's worth less than a Shavah Pruta. When Rashi says, She'enai Shavah Pruta, he just means that Shavah Pruta is what Chazal considered Mamoin, and this is not considered a Din Mamoin, because it's not a Shavah Pruta. But not because it's worth Pachas Mi Shavah Pruta, but because it's totally worthless. It's Of course, if you own something and you own a little bit of a uh, 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 value of it, and it's a pachas mishavah pruta. If you're the exclusive owner, that could be lachem. But by isuri hana, you don't have any value in it. Isuri hana aninu. Just like the rivet says, isuri hana is totally worthless for you, and therefore it's not called lachem. That would be shitas rashi as well. And I found in the sefer minchas baruch and simen kuf that he says that there's a machlokes rishayim whether isuri hana are called lachem or not. And he says that this rashi holds like the rivet.
Ivid that Isuri Hano is not called Lochem, and the Mashmas is that Rashi is here is supposed to be understood like the Shita Saraivid that when, since someone does not have a usage in it, it's not called Lochem. Not because of the aside of Rashi earlier about Pachas Mishava Pruta, but simply because with Isuri Hano that's totally worthless to a person, it's not considered Lochem. And the Shiurim and Shas illuminated in Psachim Davchav Gimel. We were Zaycha to speak out a Machlaikis Rishainim between Rashi and Taisvis and many other Rishainim and a piece of the Beis Alevi, whether Isurei Hana is considered Lochem. And Rashi Shita in Psachim Davavam and Beis and Davzayin Amid Aleph is when something is Isurei Hana, it's not merely Eina Bishusei Shaladam, but it's Eina Shaloi, it's not considered his, unlike Taisvis in Psachim Davchav Gimel, which is Mashma that. In the Cheshbon, that it is considered Lachem. Akaponim, it works out nicely that Rashi goes Lashitasai. This Rashi over here means that when something is Aser it doesn't have a Din Mamoin. It's, it's not a Shava Pruta to the person because it's totally worthless since the Din is that Isure Hana are uh, not considered Lachem. If that's the case, it's not a steer to the words of the Amek Bracha. The aside of Rashi that when someone owns Pachas Mishava Pruta, that's not called Lachem, that the Amek Bracha could be correct, that that's a Svara specific. Specifically, when someone has a shutfas, a partnership, but if someone is the exclusive owner of an arava and it's pachas mishava pruta, that could be considered lachem. And it's not a steer from our Rashi. Our Rashi doesn't mean that it's not lachem because the person owns pachas mishava pruta's worth. What it means is that since it's aser bahano, it's totally valueless to him, totally worthless, and therefore all isure hano are considered not lachem. Memela, if it's considered lefisha ein, but in mamain, that would be the svara why an esuk shal arla would not be considered. Because Rashi Shita is like the rivet that all Isuriyana are not to be considered Lachem. The Gemara Namid Beis brings the Mishnah that says that an Esrig of Truma Tahira, one Lachatchila um, should not use for his mitzvah. Bidiyevet, he is yoitza with it because there is a heter achila and there is a din mamain. But lechatchila, an esrog of truma tahira lo yital. And the Gemara says that Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi have different shatim as to why lechatchila one should not take it. One svara is mipneisha machshira because he is machshir uh, the esrog lekabel tuma because the minig was as is brought down later in the parak in the Mishnah and Daf Membeis that um, in between the usages of the lulav and esrig, uh, people would put the whole lulav bundle into water in order to keep it fresh. And memela, um, afterwards, when they would take the lulav together with the esrig, so uh, it's possible that the esrig will get wet and memela you'll be machshir at lekabel tuma. And the halacha is that you're not supposed to be machshir uh, a fruit of truma, lekabel tuma, because it says the, in the Pasuk, Mishmeris Truma Isai, that one has to safeguard the truma to protect it from becoming tame. And therefore one should not take lechatchila an esrig of truma because of the chashash that it might get wet. And the other shita is mipnesha mafsida because a person is mafsidit, because since the outer klipa, the outer shell peel of the esrig um, often gets nimas pemishmush hayodayim, when people touch it throughout sukkis, so it gets disgusting and off-colored. Memela, since there's an iser to be mafsid truma because of that same rule of mishmeres truma isai, one should not take an esrig on yontif uh, of truma, even if it's truma tahira, because he is mafsid that truma, that's the second reason given in the Gemara. Why does the second man, the Amar, not 
not hold of the reason Mipnesha Machshira. So in the Sefer Kapois tomorrow over here he explains that the first Shita is saying a big Chiddush that it's also to bring Hechsher Lekabalas Toma to a fruit of Truma. All we know from Mishmeres Trumaisa is that you're not allowed to be metame fruits of Truma. But it doesn't say anywhere that you're not allowed to be machshirit l'kabel Truma. It doesn't say that anywhere except in this Gemara. But the Shita of Mepnesha Mafsida holds that there is no Isser to bring hechshir l'kabolas Truma to a fruit of Truma. The only Isser is to be metame at mamish. And therefore he has to suggest a different reason, Mepnesha Mafsida, not Mepnesha Machshira. Another suggestion says the Kapois Tamarim, it could be he agrees to that Chiddush that it's also to be machsher, a fruit of truma lekabel tuma. However, over here, a person could be careful not to moisten the esrig, make sure that the lulav is dried up before he takes it with the esrig, and therefore he held there was no chashash. That's why he doesn't say the reason of mepneisha machshira. There's a Beis Yosef in Hilchas Lulav in Simen Tafresh Nun Aleph that discusses a very interesting shaila benegeat to esrig, and the Beis Yosef wants to know that we know we take the lulav together with the Hadassim and the Rav, Aravas in the right hand, and the Esrig is separately in a separate hand. That's from the Gemara and Aflamid Dalit Amid Beis that says, Yochel Yehei Esrig Yimohen Ba'aguda Achas. I might think that you're supposed to take the Esrig together with the other Arba Minim in the same bundle. And the Gemara says, no, it doesn't say pre-Eitz Hadar, Vikapoistmarim, it says pre-Eitz Hadar, the Esrig, Kapoistmarim, without the Vav HaChibur. And after Kapoistmarim, it says, Va'anaf Eitzavos, Va'arve Nochal. So those three go together, the Lulav Adasim and Aravis. But the Esrig, which is not connected with the Vav HaChibur, is taken separately in the other hand. So the Beis Yosef Clare is true, it's taken separately in the other hand, but is it supposed to be touching the Lulav while you are shaking the Minim? And it is also being shaken together with the, hadas, the lulav and the hadasim and the aravis, or is the nanuim going only on the lulav with the hadasim and the aravis, and the person should hold the esrig idly in the other hand? And the Beis Yosef brings in the name of one of the later Rishayim, the Rikanti, Rabbi Nachem Rikanti, in Parshas Emor, that he says that it's very important for a person to touch the esrig to the to the other minim when he is shaking it, in order that there should be a chibur between the lulav hadasim aravis and the esrig. And the Rikanti says that this the secret of this halacha appeared to him in a dream. And the Beis Yosef over there in Tafresh Nun Aleph brings this down, that he says that the Rikanti says that he once had a guest on the first night of Sukkis, and he had a dream that the guest was writing the Shem Hashem Yud Kei Vav Kei, and he wrote Yud, and then the Hey, and then the Vav, and then the final Hey, he didn't write together with the first three letters. He separated it. And the Rikanti says, I protested. I told him, you're not allowed to write the Shem Hashem like that. And he said, no, this is the minig. This is the way I do it. And then the Rikanti says, and then I woke up and I didn't know what's the pshan in his dream that he was writing the Shem Hashem like that. And I protested. And then the next day I saw that he was taking the Arba Minim and he took the Esrig in the separate hand and didn't put it together with the Lulav during the Nanuim. And I chapped that the Lulav and the Hadassim and the Aravas and the Esrig, each of the Arba Minim represents Apikabola, one of the letters of the Shem Hashem, and therefore if he was taking it separately, that was the Kiyam of the dream, that he was writing the Shem Hashem and not being Mechaber all the Oisiyos together. And therefore I told him that that's not the correct way to do it, and then he was masaking it, he fixed it, and I saw, says the Rikanti, Agilu from Shemayim, that <clears throat> this is the right way to take the Arba Minim. And the Beis Yosef brings from the Rikanti that the Medrash hints to this, because it says Priyat Hadar is referring to Hashem, which it says about him, Hoid Vahadar 
This is a medrash in Parshas Emor, a medrash Rabba. Kapoist Tamarim is referring to Hashem because it says Sadik Katamar Yifroch. Anaf Eitz Abayis is referring to Hashem because it says Vuhu Oimet Bein Haadasim. Arvi Nachal is referring to Hashem as it says Soilu Laroichev Baaravois. So we see that all the minim have a hint to the Shem Hashem. Therefore, we could say that each min represents one letter in the Shem Hashem. And just like the Shem Hashem has to be written Mechuber together, the same thing the Arba Minim have to be taken together. And I'm confident that this is the pshat in the Yehiratzen that we say before uh, Netilas Lulav, although all of it is Alpi Kabbalah, but we start, It should be the will in front of you, Hashem, and then we say that about these four minim, the letters of your Shimcha HaMiyuchad, they should be close one to each other, they should be unified in my hand. This is a remez to this idea that all the Arba Minim represent a letter in the shame of Yud Kevavke Shimcha Miyuchar, and therefore we're stressing that we're going to take them together to Karev Echar El Echar for Ayula Achadim Biyadi Al Kalpanim the Kapois Tamarim on Daf Lamed Dalit Amid Beis points out that even though the Beis Yosef brings the source of this halacha from the Rikanti who got it from a dream, he says I could figure it out without any dreams. I could figure it out from the Gemara on Daf Lamed Hey Amid Beis because our Gemara says that the reason why you're not allowed to take an esrog of Truma Tahira according to one sheet is Mepnesha Machshira and the Rambam Paskins like this the Rambam in Nuchaz Lulav Perachas Halacha Beis says that the reason why you're not allowed to take L'Chadchila and Esrg of Truma Tahira is Mepnesha Machshira what is the Pshat Mepnesha Machshira you only dip the Lulav and the Hadassim and the Aravis in water why are we afraid that the Esrg is going to get wet so the answer is as Rashi says that uh, when these Arba, when these other three minim are noigim be'esrig, when they touch the esrig, Well, why are they noigim be'esrig? Says the Kapois Tamarim. I see from this Gemara that the Lulav, Hadassim and Aravais, at the time of the mitzvah, are supposed to be noig in the Esrig, are supposed to be touching the Esrig. Rashi doesn't say that there's a chshash, that he might touch it to the Esrig. Rashi says, Ukisha noig in the Esrig, very matter-of-factly, as if they're definitely going to touch the Esrig. Says the Kapis Tamara, I see a marker to this halacha, that when one takes the Arba Minim, the Esrig has to be touching the Lulav and being shaken together with it from this Gemara. I just want to be ma'ir that even though it's a beautiful chap, a raya from this Gemara with Rashi, if one looks at Toisvis, Toisvis Shira says a little bit of a different nusach. Rashi says that when you take the esrig together with the other minim, Rashi doesn't say that the, doesn't say that the esrig is touching the other minim. Taisa says that if the lulav is wet, when you take it together with the esrig, its water may drip on the esrig. That could be true even if the esrig is not touching the other minim. Rashi's lashon is pretty conclusive. Rashi says, it sounds like they touch the esrig. Lashon of Tosis of Neutfin Meim of Allah Esrig is mashma that maybe it's not touching each other. It doesn't have to be touching. The point is that it might drip down from the lulav on the Esrig and thereby being machshirit. So it could be from Tosis. It's not a raya muhrachas from this Kamara. But Al-Kopanim La'halacha Avada Whether we know it from this Gemara Or whether we know it from the Rikanti's dream But the Beis Yosef Paskins That Peshas the Arba Minim the, the Mitzvah of Natilas Arba Minim One should touch the Esrik Together with the Lulav And it should be Even though it's not in the one bundle And in the same hand Together with the Lulav Adasim Aravais The Nanuim and the Natilas Lulav Esrik Should be touching each other Kadesha Yu Kulam Achadim Biyadai The Gemara at the end of the Daf 
brings the Mishnah that says, also chazazis al ruboy, if boils came up on most of the esrig, then the esrig is pasal. But also chazazis al miutoy, if the boils came up only on the minority of the esrig, then it's kosher. And the Gemara Lamaskona explains that this that we say that it's kosher bimiutoy is only if it's one spot, but if it's beiz oy gimel mekaimois, then it's pasal even bimiutoy. The Mishnah that divides between Rubai and Miutai, that's because we're talking about where only one spot came on the Esrig. What about if there's one spot that's exactly on half the Esrig, Mechza al Mechza? So the Mishnah and the Gemara does not say Beferish, what's the halacha in such a case? The Tur in Simintofresh Memches brings a Machlaikas Rishainim. His brother Rabbein Yechiel says that it's kosher, because Mechza al Mechza, if you have half the Esrig free of a Chazazis, that's Kiraiv. It's possible to to be matzamtzim, that it's exactly half, and if it's exactly half, the rule is mechza al mechza karayv, similar to what we find kemay parutz ka'imed, as the Rabbeinu Yechiel is mitzayin. Um, the tour, however, brings that the Ravid disagreed with Rabbeinu Yechiel, and the Ravid held that it's e'ef shalatzamtzim, and therefore, even though it's true that mechza al mechza is karayv, but if we measure it exactly half and half, Half has the chazazis and half doesn't have the chazazis. We will not be able to be makel because of the cloud that e f And therefore, the only way it's kosher is if you have a roiv hanira le'enayim that does not have a chazazis on it. The Shulchan Aruch in Tafresh Memches Sif Yud Aleph brings both opinions. In hu mechza al mechza b'makay mechad yesh machshirim v'yesh paislim. And what's interesting is that the Mishnah Brura in Sifkatan Mem Dalid says ledina yesh lahachmir. One should be machmir like the Ravid kedaya basraisa midinokat oisa hamachaber lebesayif. Since the machaber said this day a second, it's masha from the Mishnah Brura that there's a klal in the Shulchan Aruch that if he brings two opinions without siding with either one. Yesh Machshir and Vigesh Paislim, whatever he brings second is the Iker Deya, and therefore over here the Shitas Harayvet is the second Deya, that Yesh Paislim by Mechza al Mechza, and therefore you could only be Mekil by a Roiv Hanira Le'inayim. The Primagodim in Eshal Avram Sifkatan Tezvav is Medayik from the Lashon of the Raivid that if you have a Roiv, but that Roiv can only be um, figured out upon measuring it, then you can't be Mekil, because the Lashon is Roiv Hanira. It's mashma a roiv that's clearly visible that does not even need a medida. It doesn't need measuring. However, the Bikure Yaakov in Sifkatan Lamed Aleph already argues on the Prima Gadim and says that anything that is a roiv and it's not exactly mechza mechza that could be called a roiv hanira le'inayim. And I'll be mitzayin to you the sugi and chulin Aleph with Rashi over there that it's mavur lehedya like the shita of the Bikure Yaakov that the expression roiv hanira le'inayim. In a sugya that discusses mechza al mechza, does not mean that it has to be visible without a medida. It just comes la afuke mechza al mechza keroiv. And roiv anir means when it is actually a majority. Fachain mefurish in the Ramban at the end of Parsha Shemini, you could see over there, and therefore it would be makim lohakel halacha that even though we paskin like the yesh poislim, that mechza al mechza is not keroiv, but if it's anything more than mechza al mechza, even if it's only discernible through a measurement, that would be called a roiv anir and we could be mekel. The Gemara ends off by saying that Rava says that if it's bechaytmai, if it's in the nose of the esrig, then the spot is puzzle afilu bemashu, afilu bemashu hunami puzzle since it's clearly visible. What is the chaytam? What is the nose of the esrig? So Rashi says that the chaytam is be'oyve goivoy. 
the widest part of the esrig, where it begins to slope inward towards the peak of the esrig, that is called the chaitam of the esrig. And over there, afilu b'mashu hunami pasal, because it's very easily visible. The rush in Simen Chaf is medayik from the Lashon of Rashi, that the only part of the esrig that's called the chaitam is the actual makayim ha'ayvi, the place that's the widest part of the esrig. However, the rush himself says that the entire slope that goes up from there until the pitam of the esrig on top, that is called the the chaitam of the esrig and not just the place that sticks out and the truth is in the Shulchan Aruch he paskins like the Rosh in Simen Tafresh Mem Ches Sif Tes the Shulchan Aruch defines for us what the chaitam is and he says from the place where it starts sloping towards and it becomes pointier towards the Rosh and in the Shulchan Aruch in Sif Yud Beis he says again until the pitam so the Shulchan Aruch is mevuar that it's not just the place where it's the widest part of the Esrik, but it's actually the entire slope all the way up until the Pitam. And the Bir Halacha in Siftes is Medayik that the Shulchan Aruch holds that the part that actually protrudes the widest part, like Rashi says is the Chaitam, Shulchan Aruch holds that that's not even part of the Chaitam. It's only Mimakayim from the place Shemaschil when it starts getting um, thinner, but the Bir Alacha brings that the Shari Tshuva and Sifkat it is Machmir, that the Shulchan Aruch doesn't mean to exclude Shitas Rashi, he means to be Machmir like both Rashi and the Rosh, and therefore it's better to be Machmir, says the Bir Alacha, unless it's Mimakim Atchak, it's better to be Machmir that the entire part, from the widest part of the Esrit, till it starts sloping upwards in the shape of a Chaitam, of a nose, that is all included in the Chumr of a Chaitam, and therefore, it passes, um, a chazazis in such a place will passel b'mashu. What is the reason that chazazis is passel? The Rosh in Simen Tazvav says, because the Esrig lacks Hadar. And if that's the case, says the Rosh, it's passel kol shiva. However, toisvis on davchav tesa midbeiz, dibar hamaschil kapasik, and toisvis over here on lamid heya midbeiz, dibar hamaschil also chazazis, bring the Yushalmi, that says in Paragimel Halacha Vav that the Psul of Olsa Chazazis is only Biyantif Rishon. Pshat, why is it only possible Biyantif Rishon? So the Rosh over there in Simitas Vav says that it seems that the Yushalmi holds that the Psul of Chazazis is that the Esrig is considered Chaser. That part can't be considered part of the regular Esrig and therefore it's considered Chaser, it's considered lacking in the Esrig and therefore the Yushalmi says that it's only possible Biyantif Rishon. But the Rosh says that that's not Mestaber because if it, that area would be considered chaser, then it shouldn't make a difference if it's raiv or miut or bechaitmai. Anything that's chaser should be possible. So it's mashma fakeret. It's mashma that the psul is because it lacks hadar. And if that's the case, we're machmer that it's pasul kol shiva. And that's how the Ramah paskins lahalacha. The Ramah in Simen Tafresh Mem Tes Sif Hey paskins. And the sources from Rabbeinu Yerucham, the Talmud of the Rosh, that a chazazis is poiselus kol shivas yomim. It passes all seven days. And the Bir Hagra and the Mishnah Brura Sifkat and Memchas explain that the chumra of the Ramah is because it lacks hadar. And the Ramah paskins that psulei hadar our apostle Kol Shiva. The Mishnah Brew over there in Sifkaton Mem Tes does point out that Peshas Hatchak, one could be Mekel, Peshar Hayamim, even by also Chazazis, even in a case where a Chazazis would normally passel, but one could be Mekel, Peshas Hatchak, and in the Sharatziun, um, in Sifkaton Nun Gimel, points out, uh, explains that his Kula in the Mishnah Brewer is 
because of the Svara of Svek Sveka, and he brings it from the Prima Godim in Mishpit Saizah of Sivkatan Tes, because there's a Safik. What is the Psal? Of Chazazis. Is it like Yushalmi says that it's Atzchaser? Or is it like the other Rishayim say from the Bavli that the Psal is Al-Tadar? So therefore, Bishar Yamim, according to the Yushalmi, we could be Megil because the Psal is Atzchaser. Not only that, but even if we go with the Shita that it's Pasal Al-Tadar, there's a Machlaikis Rishayim. The Rosh and Taisvis hold that Psulei Hadar are called Shiva, but as we've mentioned a number of times, the Rambam holds that Psulei Hadar are only possible Yayim Rishayim. Bishar Hayamim, you could have a svek sveka, it might be pasal atzchaser, and even if it's pasal atzhader, psule hader might only be biyom rishain. Therefore, b'shas atchak, one could be mekel, explains the sharetziyah, and to rely on this sveka. Why on this svek sveka? Why is it only b'shas atchak? It seems because the yushalmi's daya is not accepted la'alacha. The yushalmi is a das yachid that the psul of chazazes is because of chaser, and therefore we don't treat it like a regular svek sveka. We only treat it like a Svek Sveka if we need to, Bishas Atchak. The Bikure Yaakov over there in Simon Tafresh Mem Tes, Sivkotan Chof Talid, is Matmiya on this Svek Sveka of the Prima Godim and says that Lechaira, this is one Safik. It's Sharha Yamim, there's a Safik. If this is Kosher Bishar Yamim or if it's Pasal Bishar Yamim. In any Safik that's a Sveka Dedina, even if you have two different Machloikasin that come to this, that, that are Negea to this Shaila, but when a person is holding this Esrik Bishar Yamim, he has a suffolk in din, is it kosher apostle? That should be considered one shame suffolk. Like he compares it to Taisus and Ksubis Daftasam and Aleph that says, Shame Oynes Chatu. If it's one shame of the suffolk, is it kosher or apostle Bashar Yamim? That shouldn't have the kula of Svek Sveka. However, it seems that the Prima Godim holds and the Sharatzian, Mishnah Brura, that they hold that that is considered a Svek Sveka even by a Sveka Dedina. If there are two independent factors that contribute to the Tzad Lohakel, first, because it might be the psul of chaser, which is kosher b'shar yamim, and secondly, it might be the psul of hadar, but we might hold that psulei hadar are only b'yamrisha and not b'shar yamim. That is considered a svek sveka. And I found that the primagadim in Hilchas Sviras Haimer goes l'shitasai. The primagadim in Simin Tov Peites in the Eishel Havram Sifkanton Yud Gimel is makel because of a svek sveka and a sveka dedina. Lagabi Sviras Aimer, Ayin Sham, and the Primagodim says there, the Ulai Shame Plukta de Ravisa having Mishem Echad. Maybe when it, you have two Sveikas, but bottom line, they're both a Suffolk and Din, Sveika de Ravisa, that's called a Shame Echad, one Suffolk. And he says, no, if the Sveika de Dina is because of two different Pluktois, two different Machloikois, that's called a Sveika de Dina. So the Prima God, a Svek Sveika, and therefore the Prima Godim goes Lashitasai, that he could consider it here a Svek Sveika, and therefore we could be making at least Peshasat. <clears throat> by the Psal of Chazazis, Bishar Hayamim. One last point when it says that the Shir of Bechaitmai passes Bekalshu, this is Nagea not just by Chazazis, but also by a black spot on the Esrig, because in the Shulchan Aruch in Tafresh Memches, Sif Yud Beis, he says that a Shinui Mare, which includes a black spot, has the same din of a Chazazis, that it's Pasal Bekalshu on the Chaitim of the Esrig. So the Pais can bring the Chuvas Mabit, Chela Gimel Simen Memtes, that he says that anything that's possible because of Hadar, even if the Psul is a Kalshu, it's only if you could see that Kalshu very clearly and very easily. But if you need his Staklus, if you have to stare at it, you have to look carefully in order to find this black spot, 
That's not going to be possible. And the Paiskin brings this, bring this down, the Mishnah Brura and, uh, and the Magen Avram, they bring down this cool of the Mabit. The Magen Avram is in Sivkatan Tezayin, the Mishnah Brura in Sivkatan Mem Vav, over there in Tafresh Mem Chaz. They bring down this kula of the Mabit, that if you need his stakus to see it, that's not even called a Kalshu. And the Mabit explains, because since the Psola Halacha is a Psola of Hadar, Hadar Nikra, Lemishu Biyadai. It's called Hadar for someone who's shaking the Arba Minim in his hand. Kimeriyas Ein of Ad Yadai, because from the uh, vision of his eyes, until his hand where he's holding the lul of an esrig it's not visible unless you look very carefully at it and therefore that's called hadar it's not a chesaron in hadar the chazenish brings down the kula of the mabit but in Simon Kuf Mem Zayin Ois Hey, the Chazanish is Machmir and says that the only way you could be Mekel if it's Tzarech Istaklus is if it is so small that even when holding it right next to your eyes, you can't visibly see it unless you need his Staklus. However, the, if you look in the Mabit himself, the Mabit says that the reason that it's not a chesaron of Hadar, if it's Tzarech Istaklus, is, as we said, the Lashen, that Meri'iyas Einov, Ad Yodoy, that if it's, it's not possible to see um, from arm's length, from where the vision of your eyes is, Ad Yodoy, Einoy, Nira Elokishem Istakel, Boy Harbei, then one could be Mekel because that's not a chesaron in Hadar. It's Masha from the Mabit, that even if upon pulling it close to your eyes, you'll be able to see it right away without his taklus, we could still be makil because if the makam that you take the arba minim stretched out in your hands at normal arm's length, if at that point, it's at that distance, it's not visible without his taklus, that does not lack in the requirement of hadar, and therefore it's uh, not considered a psol, legabi o psulim that are because of hadar. It's important to note then that one definitely does not need to look at the esrig with a magnifying glass in order to discover a spot if the spot is not nicker easily, surely with the naked eye, but even without his taklus, if it's not visible without his taklus, then it's not going to be possible. The reason why people scrutinize the Esser again, look very carefully, and sometimes even use a magnifying glass to look at it is for a different reason. That's if you're able to see the spot very clearly, but it's unclear what's the color of the spot. Is it black, which is a shinui mare, a mare puzzle, or is it brown, which is kosher? Sometimes it could be a dark brown where the poisik is unsure if it's brown or black, then you need to look very carefully and sometimes even with a magnifying glass to discover to ascertain if it's black or brown but the to, if you can't find any spot on the esrog and the only way you'll be able to find it is by using a magnifying glass or even without a magnifying glass the only way you could spot it is by his stockless according to the mabit and all the paiskim who bring down the mabit that esrog would be considered kosher umavudr you have been listening to the shiurim of shas illuminated Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the DAF worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a DAF or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.